0: Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, it's one of our 10 top tips episodes and this one, I think you're really going to like. It's a 10 ways we fall off the wagon when it comes to health and wellness and how to fix those issues. Every single year, time and time again, people try to get healthy, they try to get well, they try to get fit. And no doubt, two, three, four, five, six weeks later, they will fall off the wagon. Something will trigger them to stop trying to be healthy and trying to be well. This episode is around the top 10 things that I've come across over the course of the last 20 years. They happen time and time and time again, something I see with clients all the time. And I want to give you some insights, some nuggets, some tips some tools and some information to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Or if it does, that you know why it's happened and that you know what to do about it. Because the key thing with regards to the podcast, with regards to health and wellness, is knowledge. And the more knowledge you have, the more educated a consumer you are when you're trying to make those changes and trying to improve your health and wellness, potentially even lose some weight. Well, let's have a look through our top 10. The first one is the plateau effect. This happens all the time, generally around now. So kind of three, four, five weeks after you try to get healthy, things get tough. The first week or two is the honeymoon phase, just like a relationship or a wedding. Same thing. It's bliss. It's wonderful. It's These changes are producing really big impacts in terms of your health and wellness. Weight changes really quickly. Inches are changing really quickly. You feel on top of the world. And all of a sudden, it comes crashing down because the results plateau. Whatever you're measuring begins to level off. So the weight loss no longer is, is kicking in. The inch loss may stay the same. The body fat, the water content. And it just begins to plateau. And it's actually one of the most challenging times to deal with because it, it triggers you to want to stop because you're not seeing the changes from all the work that you're putting in. And it's a really common and well valid reason, I think, if you like, to stop trying to be healthy because you're not seeing improvements. And we know that by tracking something and seeing improvements, we are more motivated, we are more focused, and we see change. So first things first, it is normal. The plateau effect is absolutely 100% totally normal. It happens all the time to people. In terms of what you do when that happens, well, firstly, you measure more than just one thing. We'll talk about that later on too, but measure different aspects of your health and find one that is changing and find your positive in that. Second key thing, if it doesn't change, well, change something else. Around now, it tends to be the intensity. So you've got fitter in terms of your workouts. You want to work harder. get the same to get results so you increase the intensity of the workout or the you change the workout around the sets the reps the exercises change is a really good way to overcome plateauing so change something your speed your route your running or walking partner uh, whatever it may be by changing something up the body is uh, reacting again to that change and that's what gives you the progress in terms of the results so change something about the workout from a food perspective if you're not seeing change and it is a plateau in terms of food, track it. Do a food diary, send it over to someone, let someone have a look at it and ensure that you're actually eating what you think you're eating because sometimes things sneak in. You forget to, to remember the Maltesers or the, it could be the bag of nuts or it could be whatever. But by not tracking it or writing it down, you're more likely to forget. And chances are there might be something there that you've forgotten about that actually will impact your health. So in terms of plateau, change it up and track stuff. That is the simplest way to overcome, and it will change again. But again, measure loads of things, and we'll chat about that later on. But for that plateau effect, change and tracking are the two key ways to help you stay on track and not fall off the wagon if and when it happens. Number two is that one night or that one event that you go out or you do or you go to, and for whatever reason, you just decide to let all hell break loose and have the crack. And that could be a meal, it could be a couple of drinks, it could be whatever, maybe sometimes that can throw people because if you've gone on a really strict diet which hopefully you haven't and if you're listening into the show you know that we're not a fan of really strict diets here they do not work in the long term we know that for a fact um but if you are on one or a really strict exercise routine then all of a sudden you just for some you know you go out and have fun and whatever it be that's not a bad thing but it's more about the routine that you're doing that doesn't allow you to do something like that that's the bigger problem but sometimes um it can happen if it's a, you know, when stags and hens were a thing, they used to throw people too, because it's one or two days together, there's more alcohol than normal, poor sleep. And one day comes and you just can't face being healthy for the, the week ahead. So a couple of things here is plan for it. Mo- more often than not, you'll know that night is coming up. So just plan for it. So head into it as healthy as you can, get some exercise done the day, that day, eat as healthy as you can, and then allow yourself and enjoy whatever that night may be. Because life is too short to feel guilty about it, and that's really, really, really important. So enjoy it. Have the crack. But then get back on track the next morning. Don't leave it till the afternoon. Don't leave until the evening. Don't leave until Monday. That's even worse. Because that never comes around and that never works. The key thing is if you're having a night out, the first meal the next day is really important. Make that meal healthy and you're on to a win. Because the chances are the rest of the day will follow suit. If that first meal is unhealthy or it doesn't happen, you're going to go into the unhealthy foods after that. That's what generally happens. So if there is a big event or a big night, enjoy it, but plan for it. Because more often than not, it's the lack of planning, it's the lack of structure around the rest of the weekend that throws you. That's the the bigger picture. Because we all know if you wake up with a hangover, you don't particularly want to be healthy. It can be really difficult. And choosing the porridge or choosing the scrambled eggs and toast as opposed to the full fry, that can be challenging. But a full fry is not going to break the bank either. It is about balance. It is being able to enjoy these things, but not be thrown by it. And the planning is really important. The key thing there is that the longer you put it off, the harder it's going to be to get back on track. And that's absolutely essential. Next one up is going to be injury. So again, a really common thing that throws people is if they try to get fit and get healthy, that they might get injured. So first and foremost, yes, if you get injured, you stop and you see what the problem is, you fix it. So it's rest, ice, compression, elevation. So you rest, so first of all, ice it, compression and then elevation in terms of how you deal with the injury itself then you go see a professional you're either your gp or physiotherapist have a look at what the issue is and fix it but there are lots of other things you can do while you're while you're resting and waiting for the injury to heal it's a great time to look at your food it's a great time to organize your fridge your kitchen to get more recipes cookbook planning goals vision boards You can exercise the other body parts that aren't injured. So more often than not, it'll be a lower body injury. It'll be shin splints or something like that. Well, you can still train your upper body. That doesn't change. So it's about being optimistic, not pessimistic. So if you get injured, what else can you do? Flip it on its head and turn it into a positive. Can you do anything else? If you're overtrained, for example, that can often, you know, people can often fall off the wagon there too. Very common. Happens a lot, especially this time of year. A couple of key things there is not, Letting yourself get overtrained, have a more balanced approach to your training. But it's about finding the positive. So if you are injured, overtrained, what else can you do? What else can you improve that improves your health? And sometimes it's a lovely time to, you know, read a really good book, put some goals together, get that vision board going. We've talked with that before several times. It's very simple to board with pictures, images, stuff like that of things that you, you would like to attain in terms of your health and wellness. Could be a holiday, could be a wedding for a lot of people. Could be, could be anything. Could be a dress. Could be a partner. Could be just something. But it's a lovely time to be able to focus on the other aspects of health that more often than not we're just too busy to even think about. So if you do get injured, first manage it the correct way. Secondly, what else can you do? What else can you change, improve, or work on while you're injured? And the chances are there will be lots. And even from a, from a social perspective, it's a lovely time if you ha- can't exercise to catch up with social health and chat to friends and people, you know, it's a nice way to fill it with other things to do. So don't let it derail you. Don't let it fall. Let Don't let it make you fall off the wagon. Just look at what else you can do. What other things can you do to improve your health? The fourth one, very common over the last two years, we've seen lots and lots of coming on my Instagram stories, my Q&A's when we do them every Saturday or Sunday I run a live Q&A. This comes in all the time, which is stress. Stress impacts people in so many ways in terms of sleep, in terms of food choices, exercise choices, uh, relationships, work, mood. There's nothing that it doesn't impact. And firstly, it impacts people in different ways. So not everyone reacts to stress the very same way. That's important to say because they don't. Some people lose weight. Some people gain weight. Some people just have no interest in anything. It can really impact people. Important thing to say here is that if you feel that really is impacting your life, talk to your GP. That's important. Or talk to a professional. That's really important. Because talking it out makes it so much easier to deal with and easier to handle. So never be afraid to talk about it. And that is so, so important to say. Knowing your stress is important too. So what are your triggers? So for myself, it's been on national television uh, eight weeks of the year at the start of January. Phenomenally stressful. Yesterday, I couldn't train because I just wasn't in the humor. So I did something that I really don't do. I sat on the couch for about two hours. I watched, I don't want to watch deadly cuts. I watched that on Netflix uh, instead of jumping on my bike beside, which is beside me here and doing uh, one of my training sessions because I just wasn't in the humor. I am far more stressed than I normally am. We've got a uh, 31% share of people in the country who watch our TV show. That is stressful because you're giving advice to eight, three or 400,000 people. So my stress levels are increased. Therefore, how I train is impacted. As I've got older, I've dealt with that better because I know what my my stress triggers are. and I know that it's okay to back off. When I was younger, I found it far more difficult to deal with it. So knowing your stress, knowing your triggers, and then knowing how you normally react. For me, it's that. It's a lack of wanting to train. It's, oh, not in the humor. And being okay with that, because that's perfectly fine. By not being okay with it, that builds into a bigger thing. Then it begins to impact other choices that you make, such as food and so on and so forth. So knowing your stress, knowing how you handle it, knowing what your triggers are, all really, really important. Managing your stress is crucial too. If it's a regular occurrence, go and talk to somebody, talk even to, your, to uh, from a work perspective to your manager or your boss and verbalize the conversation. Talk to your GP or professional because it can impact absolutely everything. When I was younger, it impacted me very, very differently to how it impacts me now. But I've no, I have know myself better than I did when I was in my 20s and in the very same situation in terms of TV and TV exposure. Even the podcast, we have twenty to 30,000 people who listen to the show every single week. That's slightly stressful, absolutely. But as I've got older, I manage the stress better. And from a podcast perspective, stress manifests itself in terms of how I speak. I'll have a lisp or I'll have a stutter. When I get really stressed and really worried, it comes out sometimes. So again, I'll know my triggers and I manage it better. I'm not perfect. I don't get it right every single time. But I do manage it much better than I used to. So if stress does derail your health, you have to look at it. You've got to know it. And you've got to know what your triggers are and how you handle it. And that's the key thing there. Number five is low energy or low mood. If you've gone on a really restrictive diet, you're hitting this. This is definitely throwing you off the bandwagon. Low mood, low energy, not good in terms of health and health choices. If you're on a very restrictive diet, 12, 13, 1400 calories, you will have low energy, low mood. If you're training too hard, low energy, low mood. Not sleeping right, low energy, low mood. They impact everything. So again, first of all, have a look at are you eating enough? Are you getting enough fuel into the body to fuel your daily activities? from a mood perspective so that can be something a little bit more serious do you need to go and talk to your gp is a constant low mood and you know learning a bit more about that have a look at your movements have a look at your food are you eating enough are you moving too much and get that balance you know get that balance right how you sleep then is obviously related to those too i've done two or three sleep uh, episodes have a look back through the library you'll see them again sleep is you know Routine, dark space, less phone time, less caffeine, uh, less big meal before bed, uh, brain dump diary—all easy ways to improve your sleep. But sleep, food, and movement will impact low energy and low mood. If they're constant, have a look at it. If low mood is a concern, go and chat to your GP or talk to a friend because it is really important to chat about low mood issues. Folks, you're listening to Real Health. Me, Carl Henry, in association with Lay Healthcare. It's our top tips episode. Around the reasons people fall off the wagon and how we can fix them. We've looked at five so far. That plateau, that one night, the injury, stress, and low energy and low mood. Next up is boredom. Classic reason people just stop being healthy. They get bored with whatever they're trying to do. I'm no different. I try new sports generally every year, every second year. I'll do something totally different. Uh, mountain biking, surfing, hill walking, uh, Whatever because it's new and it's exciting and it's fresh and it just revs me up when I think about it and that's why by doing new things it's a really good way to stay interested we've an amazing amount of things on our doorstep in terms of things that we can do so why not try some of them Uh, and keep looking for different sports so you find one that you love in terms of a gym or gym workout the same workout time and time again is absolutely boring our clients change their workouts every single session that they do so that they don't get bored, their body doesn't get bored. I don't get bored. They don't get bored. It's a win-win all round. Um, from a food perspective, it can be eating the same stuff all the time. So again, this year it's it's kind of backward of vengeance, and it's a pity. It's it's the protein and, and you know it's a, the protein and green veg diets. They're nonsense. They're really boring. They're cutting out loads of other lovely healthy stuff. From a food perspective, it's eating a really good balanced diet. It's balancing it out, having a treat meal or treat food or whatever if you want it, and not worrying about it. Okay by restricting that's never good because restricting will tend to lead to boredom so let's not do that let's just eat really healthily really balanced and pick up a cookbook or something with some really good meals in it number seven is having too big of a goal and again that's a very common reason people fall off the wagon is because they set these huge targets i'm going to lose five stone this year okay that's great let's just lose the first stone first and then take it from there that makes it much more manageable because if the goal is too big, and trust me, I love big goals. I set them all the time. But sometimes they become too big. And that becomes a negative, And it's a demotivator as opposed to a motivator. You fall off the wagon because it's just too far away. It's unattainable, unachievable. I can't make it happen. So instead of doing that, make a small goal that you can hit. Make a small goal over the course of 7 days, 14 days, 21 days. Work towards each goal each week. Nail it. Reward yourself. And then move on to the next goal. That goal could be, from a weight loss perspective, one or two pounds. From a running perspective, a couch to 5k. From whatever, it doesn't really matter. But to make it small, manageable, doable, timed, realistic. All really important. Because if those goals are too big, you are absolutely going to fall off the wagon. It's very rare people actually fall through to achieve them. And that is really, really important. Small goals that you can hit and that you can achieve will always outshine really big, shiny goals that are just too far away. And it's a simple switch to make in terms of hitting your targets, setting the right goals. And if there is a goal, one of the reels on my Instagram account has a whole goal setting uh, reels with 30 seconds shows you how to do it. We may actually even do an episode on goal setting in the near future. I think that'd be a really interesting one to do. But it's very simple. What do you want to achieve? When do you want to achieve it? Work back in terms of your time frame. Make it small, manageable chunks that you can achieve. And that's what you need to work towards. Next up is about what you're tracking. What what are you using to track your progress? Is it a single factor, weight, uh, movement, uh, sleep, whatever? The more things you track, the more the greater the chance you're going to find something that improves or changes. So, for example, again, my own health. Uh, I'll do a full body check uh, once every once a week. Okay, scales will give me muscle, fat, water, weight. Uh, bone density, loads of different indicators. And one of those generally changes. And that keeps me motivated and focused to stay healthy for the next seven days. So by tracking loads of things, you're more likely to find one that changes and one that's positive. And that's the key thing to have a look for. It's very simple, but people don't do it. If weight is your primary focus, first of all, listen to the weight loss podcast that I've done. We've done two. One is a COVID kilos one and one is weight loss tips. Have a listen to those first. 20 minutes every time will change how you look at weight loss or fat loss. Second key thing is that weight on its own doesn't tell you a huge amount. We need to know more about your body and what's changing. So look at different things. A smart scale will absolutely do that. uh, But that multiple tracking is really, really important for your health. Don't just track one thing. Track as many things as you possibly can. And that'll make a big difference. Next up is comparison and self-sabotaging. The comparison thing is fascinating and it happens to me too. You endlessly scroll through Instagram accounts, seeing people living these amazing lives, doing these amazing things and automatically makes you feel bad about yourself because you're comparing yourself to them. So yesterday I saw someone who, they're in the Maldives, they're uh, having lunch on this catamaran, it looks beautiful. I'm sitting at home on my couch in a bad mood because I haven't jumped my bike and I'm absolutely exhausted. Now, that made me feel really bad. Because you compare yourself to what they're doing, and you're like, "Oh, why amn't I doing that? Or or shouldn't I be doing that? Or what? You know, or how come they're doing that?" And you go into this whole mental kind of rigmarole, and that all came from comparisons. So my point there is that be careful who you follow, be aware of it too. So be conscious awareness is saying, "Hold on a second here, now I'm comparing myself to this person. I don't know anything about their life, and they don't know anything about my life. So they're totally different. You can't compare like for like, but it is a thing." And it does make a big difference in terms of because when you feel bad like that, you do fall off the wagon. Or if it's a friend who's going through a weight loss journey or a health kick like you are, and they're doing better than you are. Well, don't compare because it's not like for like. It's very Everyone is very, very different. So it's important to recognize that and be mature enough to step back and say, hold on now. This is not the same. I'm not comparing like for like. I am making a comparison. It is making me feel bad about myself. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to check myself before I do it. So again a lot of what we talk about here is conscious awareness it's being aware of certain things instagram social media whatsapp groups it's all comparison absolutely and you just gotta kind of mind yourself and ensure that all of those places are positive places for you and not negative ones that can that can take you off track in terms of your health and wellness final one is this it's actually really important is it the right time for you to try and be healthy is january the right time or february that works for you to be healthy are you exceptionally busy in work are you someone who's easily affected by seasonal affective disorder uh you know is it the right time because if it's not chances are you're not going to hit your target and it's going to make you feel bad so think about it have you got enough time to hit your goal are you busier now than you are in march Are you busier now than you will be in December? When is the right time for you to make these changes? Because you're going to need time and it's going to take time. So have a look at your schedule. Know your schedule. Again, myself, I'm uh, filming two to three days a week for the next eight weeks when the show is on. So therefore, for me, this is a maintenance phase in terms of progression because I need to maintain my my, my progress, my fitness, my results, and not try to massively improve them because it's just not going to happen. When I was in my early 20s, I was trying to make that happen and it's very difficult. But now in 40, it's even more difficult. So knowing your time frame, knowing your schedule and picking the right schedule and time to get healthy is really, really important too. Deep breath, a lot of content, 10 reasons that you fall off the wagon. We've chatted through each one. There may be some more that are very relevant to you, but the same advice may apply, which is a conscious effort, a conscious awareness of what you're doing. The right time, really important. Track as many things as you possibly can. One night doesn't throw everything that you've done. One, It it doesn't. So my point is this. There are 10 ways that people fall off the wagon. If they are common to you, have a listen. Trust yourself. You have the tools and skills now to get through that in the future. And it will make a big, big difference to your health. Any health change should be balanced, sustainable, long-term. Balanced? sustainable and long-term. They are the three criteria for any health change that you're trying to make. If it's not, I would look elsewhere and get a different health uh, advice or or change different things. Because we want it to be long-term, we want it to be sustainable and we very much want it to be balanced as well. Folks, that's it for today's Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. As ever, you know where we are, at CarlHenryPT on Instagram, not on Twitter anymore because lots of cranky people live on Twitter and I just couldn't be bothered. Uh, it's also at realhealth.ie. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. Slow and go full. Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry.